If you're looking for inspiration and challenge in the world of early years and Key Stage 1 education, then you've just found it. Welcome to the Early Excellence Podcast. Hello everybody, Andy Burt here with episode 12 of the Early Excellence Podcast. Um, I can't help but think that we've got our timing just right for this episode. In this episode, we're going to be talking all about learning right the way through the year and making the most of the cold, the wet, the windy weather, all the different sorts of weather that we get throughout the year. We're also going to be thinking carefully about how we ensure that effective learning happens throughout the year. So not just, of course, in June and July when the weather is warmer, but actually all of the planning that needs to take place and the thinking that needs to take place in order that actually we make the most of the colder, wetter and windier weather. Um, I think we've got our timing just right because, of course, today we've had our first frost and we're really getting into the colder weather now. Um, Lots of you, I'm sure, will have started your day today in the same way that I did, scraping the ice off the car and noticing the, the patterns of ice that had formed overnight. There are lots of rich possibilities for learning outdoors right the way throughout the year in the colder, wetter and windy weather. And we need to, I think we need to really think carefully about how we make the most of those fantastic possibilities. So that's what we're going to be talking about. Here we go. I hope you find this interesting. Um, I'll be back at the end with some key questions to consider. Let's face it, there's no getting away from it. If one thing is for certain, it's that the cold, wet and windy weather is here to stay for quite a while. So if we're waiting for the storms to pass, we may well be waiting for a long time. In fact, there's a famous quote, isn't there? Um, I'm I'm sure you'll have heard of it. Life isn't about waiting for the storms to pass. It's about learning how to dance in the rain. I think that's a good one to keep in mind at this time of year, uh, particularly when you're thinking about outdoor learning. So as we reach for our big coats, it's also a good time to reflect on how we use these changes in the weather as part of our practice. So how do you get ready for learning outdoors, whatever the weather? Well, even the process of getting ready to go outdoors at this time of year can offer lots of valuable learning experiences. And if you've got the space to create one, it's, I'd say it's good practice to make a transition area between indoors and outside where the children can access waterproofs and Wellington boots themselves. Uh, this is great for developing independence. And if you're lucky enough to have a covered area leading into your outdoor space, then part of this could be developed into a transition area. It's certainly well worth thinking about the processes involved in getting ready to go outside in wet weather. A bench to sit on, Wellington boots labelled by size, shoe storage and named pegs to attach shoes together will help it run smoothly and also offer meaningful learning experiences. Easy to access weather jackets and uh, trousers will also offer warmth and protection in the worst of conditions. So make sure you have enough of those available. Okay, right, so we're all tugged up and we're ready for the big outdoor, so so what next? Well, to be able to offer really effective experiences right the way through the year, your resources will need to be resilient. They'll need to withstand cold, wet and windy weather too. So they need to be the right sorts of resources. Um, also, keep using your, uh, keep, in order to keep using your 
building materials, keep checking them as you're using them. Um, keep checking them for safety and for sustainability. Collections of crates, um, tarpaulins, and fastenings are ideal to have in your outdoor space right the way through the year. Um, as in rainy weather, children will have the perfect motivation to build dens, to build shelters, to do all of that sort of thing. Um, it's important to think about the size and scale of materials too. The size and scale of the resources really ought to be physically challenging to the children. So definitely think big. The activity of lifting, carrying, constructing and balancing materials means that children are on the move all of the time and this should keep them warm. Water play can definitely continue through those winter months. In fact, it should be available right the way through the year, but you'll, it'll need to be practical, definitely for this time of year. It's probably best to avoid having a water tray outside. This, it won't be inviting once the weather gets cold and takes time for adults to fill or keep clean. Instead, Long pieces of tubing and guttering alongside a range of large containers such as buckets and large watering cans, that, all of that will offer far more active possibilities and it will also keep the children on the move and keep them warm. Okay, now what about the weather then? Well, there are loads of ways to make a splash of course at this time of year. Through autumn and winter there's much to explore. Um, rainfall provides a wonderfully tactile way of exploring water in a different kind of context. Um, standing in, walking through and splashing in puddles will provide meaningful opportunities for children to explore new experiences and develop new vocabulary too. Um, you might want to put together a rainy day box or a collection of resources which will be perfect for using in the rain. Long-handled brushes are perfect for sweeping the puddles to create waves and to create streams. Really exciting stuff. Um, also, if you're looking for ideas of what to include in a rainy, rainy day box, well, here are a few things to think about. Um, what about chalk for marking the depth of a puddle onto Wellington boots or drawing around a puddle to see how quickly it dries? Um, also, paint and brushes for mixing in puddles. Uh, this can provide a great context, a different context for mixing, um, but you, you also have to manage the, the situation quite carefully as well because it can get quite messy. Um, adding materials that float or, uh, it, or can be made into boats, that can be interesting too. Uh, and another way of using puddles or running water. So it's, it's a different kind of exploration. Other things to think about. Umbrellas. Umbrellas are also a great resource for rainy days. Uh, it, they can be a great way of, of experimenting with sound, uh, which is something that often people don't think of. Um, because, of course, the rain will um, make noises, make pitter-patter sounds as it falls onto the umbrella. Um, something you can explore alongside the umbrellas is to add a, a sheet of foil over the top of the umbrella so that as the children are underneath it, they can hear very clearly the pitter-patter of raindrops on the top. Okay, so loads of ideas for rainfall. What about other possibilities? Well, uh, what about windy and icy and frosty days as well? Uh, well, for example, uh, a collection of kite making materials. That'd be great for windy days. Uh, it can lead to fantastic physical engagement um, in icy, on icy days or in icy spells, leaving different shaped shallow containers in your outdoor space will allow rainfall to collect and turn to sheets of ice. Um, at this point, when, you, when that does happen, there are, there's lots you can do. Um, explore with the children how to melt the ice quickly by adding salt 
or by, by adding warmth, changing temperatures. Um, ice is also a great material for artwork and sculpture. Um, the children enjoy mark making on different surfaces with pieces of ice, leading that a watery trail. Um, and at this point, when it's icy, when you when you've got collections of ice, and when when ice is forming readily, um, you might want to have a look at um, some of Andy Goldsworthy's stunning ice sculptures. So. Let's draw some of those things together. Overall, what's the big message? Well, I think the big message has got to be, be ready for it. Um, it's predictable. All of these different sorts of weather, from windy days to icy days to rainy days, all of that's predictable. We know it's going to happen in advance. So organise your ideas and resources for these predictable types of weather so that when the weather does change, you're fully prepared to make the most of it. And don't forget that the adults need to stay warm and dry too. So make sure you have the right clothes on and have access to warm fleeces or waterproof coats. And finally, well, just go for it. Don't wait for the weather to get warmer and drier. Get yourself ready and your outdoor area will go down a storm. Okay, so I hope you found that interesting. Certainly lots to think about there. Um, what about some key questions then to think carefully about? Well, first of all, when we think about the idea of being ready for outdoor learning, I think part of it is about being ready every single day. So to have something like a transition area, a space where children can get ready for learning outdoors, whether it's pouring it down with rain or whether it's cold or wet or windy or whatever it might be, I think is important. So do you have a transition area? Do you have a space for getting ready for outdoor learning, whatever the weather? Have you thought carefully about how that space is organised? So have you, th have you thought about the routines of getting ready, the use of print, the use of number as part of that? OK, what else? Another key thing to consider. Well, what about this? Are your resources large and resilient? OK, large and resilient so that they can be used all year round. They need to be big. They need to be physically challenging. OK, so that children are using their muscles and really developing that core strength. But also, children need to be using those big muscle movements in order to keep warm. Alongside that, we need resources that are bigger so they're not being lost all the time and going missing. And we need bigger resources also that are robust and resilient to be used right the way through the year. So, other key things to consider. What else? Well, do you have weather boxes? Have you thought carefully about what sorts of resources, what sorts of materials will need to be brought out for the children to enhance your outdoor space on certain days? So as we talked about within the podcast episode, um, have you thought carefully about a rainy day box, a windy day box, an icy day box, all of those different sorts of materials that actually can be brought out for the children to really make something more of those different experiences that the changes in the weather bring. Okay, again, as we've talked about before, it would be great to hear from you. Um, really good to hear from you. If you put together any of these ideas in your setting, let us know. Let us know how you get on. You can get in touch with me um, on my email. I'm... Um, 
andy at earlyexcellence.com. Um, and you can also get in touch with Early Excellence on all of the social media platforms or in touch with me on Twitter. I'm at Andy Burt, E-E-X on Twitter. It would be great to hear from you. And if developing your outdoor provision and practice is a real focus for you at the moment, then you may well want to have a look at our Power of Outdoor Learning online learning program. This is a unique and specialised online outdoor CPD program that's been designed to help EYFS leaders facilitate high quality training for the whole EYFS and Key Stage 1 team. It's packed with outdoor training webinars, practical videos and support materials. And the program offers a flexible, ready-made solution to delivering in-house training. You can find out more by going to our website, www.earlyexcellence.com. Go to the EYFS and Key Stage 1 CPD section and you'll find the online outdoor program in there. Or you can very quickly follow the link in our podcast description.